Look, um, next episode, I'll have a new intro for y'all. I don't like the old one. It's very wordy, and it doesn't have enough spunk to it. That's that's the intro for the old me. So I don't have an intro today. This is the intro. New intro coming soon. Love you. Great rising peace and love love and light familia this is love from the platform hanging out with love and i am your confidence coach and today our topic is optimism and you know we're doing this series on character traits it's been so fun and i keep finding myself in positions where the character traits that I really need to focus and hone in on are things that I'm ending up speaking about because this series was supposed to be something where I sort of stepped in, you know, and brought other people in. Um, but there's been two distinct characteristics and this is one of them, optimism. So just to fill you all in who haven't been aware of this, I got my license as a clinical social worker in May of this year. And it was a long time coming because, you know, it took me a while to really push for that credential. I kept having to remind myself that I was going to be okay. That I was no longer in danger. There is no perceived threat against me. And I noticed that when I feel like my back is against the wall. I don't understand something. Someone's not being clear about their expectations or helping me set my expectations. I automatically become afraid. I get discouraged. And so, you know, I was in therapy last year just dealing with some things with what I would consider the ultimate betrayal of last year. And if you are following me on YouTube, you can check the story out there. Um, however, betrayal and anything that impacts your trust and your mental well-being can really impact you in a lot of different areas not just business but your personal life not just your personal life but your work relationships because everything impacts everything 
And I really just got to the point where I got tired. I did. Like, I don't want to think this way anymore. I don't want to constantly be in a victim state. I don't want my body to be so anxious all the time. You know, I had never in my life, in my 20 plus years, experienced anxiety like that. Now, I do remember when I was younger, you know, in particularly stressful times, I felt like I would have, you know, like these panic attacks. And I probably had two in my life. But this right here, what I'm going through now, the stress of looking for a full-time job that won't stress me out (laughs) is a lot. It really is a lot. Um, And so I'm just noticing where in a lot of areas, I just have to step in and really make things my own. So... With that being said, let's talk about how I define optimism. I define optimism as focusing in on your goal or a desired outcome. Rather than your current situation. And aspiring in the process to be in good spirits. And the reason why I say aspiring to be in good spirits is because When people think about optimism, they automatically feel like you have to be happy during that process. And optimistic, I don't think that it has anything to do with happiness. I think it has to do with knowing that although I'm not happy right now, or I'm not in the best space right now, I'm going to get there. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to figure this out. Um, and right now, you know, I got to pray, y'all. So if you're not a, a praying individual or something like that makes you nervous, please feel free to skip forward but this is for me in my family so I'm gonna pray dear God I thank you so much for everything that you brought me through this far God because of what you brought me through I know that the situation I'm in right now I'm going to get through this as well God I thank you for being patient with me 
as I'm still trying to figure some things out. God, I thank you for keeping me in my right mind, even though sometimes I feel like I'm going to lose it. God, I thank you for helping me to be a vessel for so many other women who need guidance, who need a friend, who need a confidant, who just needs someone to speak life into them, God. I thank you that you're allowing me to look at my situations with optimism, with positivity, with love, with understanding, with drive, with ambition, with character, with courage, with compassion, with persistence, God, with honesty, being honest with myself about my circumstances so that I can change them. God, I thank you so much and I count it all joy. I appreciate the space that I'm in because I know that without these moments, I cannot appreciate the good times. I appreciate the space that I'm in, God, because you've given me a discernment like no other. I appreciate the space that I'm in because I can see things so much more clearly than I could before. God, even though the situation is difficult, my decision-making is better. I'm seeing things through a different lens. And God, forgive me for not giving myself grace because here I am thinking, wow, it feels like I've been in this space before and I haven't been in this space before because I haven't been in this space through these eyes. God is different. And this is you showing me that I'm not going backwards. I'm still headed in the right direction, God. I'm still headed in the right direction. God, I thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. I value you. I value everyone on this platform who is still listening, Lord. I ask you right now that you just keep me mentally safe, spiritually safe, emotionally safe, that you continue to speak life into me, God. Even the things that are in my subconscious mind that I need to ask for, God, the peace, the clarity in my decision-making. God, I ask you to give me even the things that I cannot think of in this moment, in my waking mind. I ask you to step into those places where I'm finding it difficult to show up for myself. And I thank you so much for giving me your strength and the strength of my family to lean on. Because this right here is difficult. It really is. God, I love you. Um, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.
Y'all, I appreciate you for those of you who stayed and just bared with me. Y'all have no idea how free I feel right now with this realization. It was so difficult in this season to be optimistic, but I kept having to force myself out of negativity. And this was different because typically, you know, I'll tell people when you can't be optimistic for yourself, it's okay to bring in a third party. You know, it was okay for me to speak to people about my situation and, you know, not telling them everything, but just letting them know, hey, this is what I work, I'm working on and it's difficult, but I'm still doing it. And just hearing myself out loud really talk about what I was doing helped me more than anything because not at, at one point I wanted to quit because I have so much going on. I have my blog. I have my podcast. I have this financial situation going on because I haven't been able to get a full-time job in the field, which I need because I need my hours. Um, I had to take up a job that I would normally not have accepted had I known what I was getting myself into. Um, And... It's so crazy because people refuse to acknowledge. They talk about decision-making all the time. But how about decision-making when your back is against the wall? Decision-making when you got a family to feed. Decision-making when you might be behind on a couple bills. Decision-making when you lose your friendships. Or people that you value, right? Decision making when you feel like you're literally losing everything that you worked for. God is teaching me how to make decisions in those difficult situations. Not just for survival, but teaching me how to be wise about it. See, now I understand the drug dealers. The pimps, they just trying to eat. They don't want to hurt nobody. (laughs) Now, am I saying that I sell drugs? Absolutely not. Am I saying that I'm okay with women, you know, selling their bodies to support a man financially? Heck no. If you've been following me at any point in time, I don't care when you got here, you should have some type of inclination as to what I represent and why. Um, But I say all that to say at every stage it's going to look different because when those emotions kick in and and when you feel that pressure, it's going to be different. I was talking to um, Shabli Dandridge and we were discussing integrity. And when we had a conversation about integrity, he was mentioning how integrity then and him being a stand up guy then, you know, being from the streets was when he get his time, he takes that on the chin. He not telling on nobody You know, that's what's honorable 
to them in that moment. And I don't know if you saw that movie with uh, Dame Dash in it. But uh, there's like this hood movie. I think it's on Prime. But he just kept saying, you know, that's not honorable. That's not honorable, right? It was a real street street movie. Anyway, if I can find the title and send it to you all, I will put it into uh, the blog once this is transcribed and everything. Um, so you can understand character. And there is some killing in the movie, I will say. Um, for those of you who don't like, cause I can't watch a lot of that stuff. That's not really my thing to just watch people getting stabbed and shot and all that. Like that's, that's not really my stilo. However, the movie will explain more of that honor and what happens when their back is against the wall. So let me pull out the example from the movie so y'all can see where I'm going with this. Cause I probably lost you. When there was a guy in the crew who said he has to get back home to his family, right? And he had done some snake things. I think he killed like two people within the organization or he killed one person and he set another individual up, um, which got another set of people set up and it was just a big trickle down effect. And the streets knew partially about what was going on, but they didn't know everything. But behind the wall, what they call, you know, in jail, they knew everything. So when he was being interrogated, he told everything. And Cameron is in the movie, too. And he was asking him, I just want to know why. Like, why did you do all this? You know, because essentially Cameron's sister got killed as a result of some of this stuff. Now, some of it was just, you know, purely her actions. But as I stated, you know, she she wasn't doing this alone. So. He made, according to their lifestyle, the dishonorable decision. By. snitching and so in that episode with Shabli, we talk about how then his lifestyle said this is what he had to do in order to be honorable in order to have integrity because he was living by that code you know that g code right but now honorable to him is letting the young guys know like hey on this block we don't do that you know, protecting the women and the children and making sure that they understand. And when I say they, those men, those young men understand that it's not cool to move that way. Um, and having those different initiatives to support was what desire he has, you know, which is really cleaning up the streets and buying the block, owning property because he's in the real estate. Um, and so going back to optimism, 
It's very difficult to be optimistic in situations like that. When your back is against the wall, when the pressure is applied. And even in the movie, they were talking about how you don't know what you're going to do. When you face situations like that, everybody says, oh, I'm not a snitch. Oh, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. But when they find themselves in a situation where they have to tell on somebody, they do it in a quick second. So, um, I mean, in a nutshell, it has been difficult in this season of my life to be optimistic. Um, but I thank God. I thank my family who has been supporting me. I thank my boo who has definitely been a support of me. Um, I thank my friends for listening to my random stories and rants, whatever I have going on in that time for providing me with words of encouragement, letting me know that I'm a boss. And I won't be in this spot forever. This is just a stepping stone to get where I would like to be. Um, I'm thankful for my discernment that God is showing me the directions that I don't need to be headed in. uh, And that I'm moving forward like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were going through this. You needed to, you know, get some things done. But now you're coming out of it. So now you can focus on the future. Now you can focus on what you actually came to gain from this. Um, And so, yeah, I just got a breakthrough even doing this podcast. And I, I thank God for this platform. I don't think y'all understand. Hanging out with love is like therapy. It's like therapy. For other people and myself, it's like therapy because I'm able to, um, you know what? I need some clips of the podcast for IG. That's what I need. Note to Angelique. Um... Alrighty. <laughs> so um, I love y'all. I really I don't even have anything else to say on the matter. That's what optimism is to me. And I've been asking people when is a situation or uh, when do they feel like optimism was really cultivated in them? I can say optimism was cultivated in me when I was about 17. I started learning more about the power of positivity. I, I don't know if I read it in a book um or what but I think I did I think I read it in a book and um it it changed my life forever because now I am that happy-go-lucky person I am that person that encourages other people um I am that individual who sees the glass as half full instead of half empty I am that individual who wants to see people up and not down and wants to be tough on people and give them sort of that tough love. And um, some people 
don't need tough love. Some people don't need you to say anything at all. They just need you to be in their corner. Um, and yeah, that's something that I'm I'm learning now. And y'all, as you can hear, like y'all keep hearing me do this. I'm clicking my pen and I'm taking notes as I'm talking because it's just I'm teaching myself. And, and most of the time when I speak on this platform, I be saying some profound stuff like, dang, love, where you get that from? You know, I didn't even know you had that in you. <laughs> but I love y'all so much. Thank you for listening. I hope this blessed you. This blessed me. I mean, I had no idea what I was going to talk about when I got up here. I woke up about 30 minutes ago, just about as long as <laughs> this episode and... um. I did, I had no idea what I wanted to talk about. I just knew that I wanted to discuss my current situation because it's just been so hard to be optimistic. And I feel like I'm, you know, you, you can hurt people around you when you're not in a good mental state. And I had to realize for myself, like right now is just a tough season and I'm not always, you know, thinking the most clear or taking the best care of myself because right now I'm not focused on that. You know, like I talked about with the decision making, sometimes you have to make decisions for your survival. And when you're in that mode, you know, just making sure that you stay afloat, that you're happy. You know, I haven't missed any meals. It's gas in my car. I've maintained some sort of income the entire time. I'm really blessed. It's just the fact that I've never been here and it's uncomfortable. So like I said, it's difficult to be optimistic in a situation that you've never faced. But I'm here to tell y'all that it's possible and that God is good. You got to keep going and you got to put yourself around sounds and people, sermons, Uh, motivational speeches, inspiring words. You got to put yourself in a state of positivity. You got to force that. It doesn't feel comfortable to do because you like, dang, this is just hard. I just need to feel what I need to feel. And sometimes you got to do that. But at the same time, you got to remember that you're all you have. Yeah, you can have your support system and your loved ones, but they can only take you. But so far, I got to get myself out of this. It's up to me. They can only take me but so far. They can only help me but so much. And I would never overdo it and burn bridges, you know, make people feel used. I owe a couple people right now. That's difficult for a lot of people to say. That's difficult for a lot of people to say, but I am not ashamed. I'm a woman. I fully embrace my femininity. I fully embrace my ability to accept. If you don't think I've been getting help, you are sadly mistaken. I've definitely been getting some help. And that's been helping me remain optimistic as well. Um, Lord knows, because my that's another thing. Those fears that you have on the inside of you, when you feel like your back is against the wall, those fears come out. When people talk about Oh, other people will project their fears onto you. Boy, listen, 
You talked about projection. I'm learning a lot about myself in this season. It's getting crazy. But this is about to turn into a whole nother episode of uh, fear projection and subconscious mind and your default systems. You know what you default to when you have difficulty. I notice that I don't ask people for help. Uh, That's not my natural inclination. But I had no choice. I had no choice. It was like, nah, let me get in front of this. I heard a quote by Les Brown and he said, you don't ask for help because you're weak. You ask for help because you want to remain strong. And if I didn't ask for help in this season of my life, I'd be bat turds crazy. All right. I'm just going to be real. It's been that type of season for me. I don't know what type of season it's been for y'all. I hope and pray that it's been better than what I've been experiencing, but I'm good at the same time and I'm still making progress. So to talk about the good things, since we're being optimistic, uh, like I said, I do have my clinical license. I have acquired some hours toward that clinical license. I do have a clinical supervisor that provides me with clinical supervision and basically will give me the game on the jobs that I've been getting, uh, what to expect when I'm in these positions, what kind of things I need to be looking forward to, and things of that nature. Um, I just appreciate all of my learning experience. I am appreciative of my mentors. I have people in my corner who are really giving me game. I got people in my corner who are sending people to me for logo designs and social media page audits and website audits and things that will bring me revenue. Um, I have people who think of me when they think of social media management, when they think of consulting, when they think of someone that they need for a public speaking engagement. So, like I said, although mentally things have been difficult and financially I'm not where I want to be in this very moment, I'm still working towards it. And I'm also working on financial literacy because I never I just don't want to be here again. I don't. And I can't control that. But what I can control is my knowledge, because at least if I gain the knowledge, if I lose it all today, I can get it all right back. And that's what I know about myself. So uh, I love y'all. I said I was going to leave like three times. I'm really about to go this time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, I'm just appreciative of you all. And I thank you for your patience because I wanted to release this earlier. Um, and I actually had someone in mind that I wanted to interview, but the stars did not align in that direction. And now I understand why. Love and light, take care of yourself, and stay tuned to the next episode of Hanging Out with Love. Peace.